Um, yeah. Barbara, <laughs> how are you today? Well, I mean, it is... It's, it's all well it with is, your soul. Yeah, I mean, it is, um, it is a sort of weary time of, of year and with all this, and I completely understand, and, you know, Branko's piece he wrote, I also read it, it's, mm. it hits, the, hits hard, you yeah. know. And I know you and I always have this, these kinds of discussions when we talk about From the same always. planet we are. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it continues, and the, I mean, that's not what I'm talking about today, but the, just the, the reports of hatred, of anti-Semitism, of Islamophobia, of... Story after story, especially and, coming yeah. out of the U.S. at the yeah. moment. I mean, I'm seeing on campuses really, really, really. There's kids here in Jewish schools that are feeling yeah. threatened. Branko and brings that to our attention as well. Right, and these students on campuses, you know, and Harvard and other campuses, talking about how they um, are also feeling like they're back in like 1939. You know, like where they terrified to say that they're Jewish yeah. and I think I'm not saying that isn't also happening to to Muslim students in other areas but yeah. the point is wherever it's coming from it's just we know where it's, it's just from. it's just mm. it's just too terrible it and, is absolutely I, I, I can't I can't deal with this level of hatred I agree with him completely okay what have you got for moving us, on I've decided to do some slightly odd stories today because you know I was thinking about it it's not that I always do big trending stories it's Bob's wire so it's my news wire so it's what I decided <laughs> interesting and I thought this was a really interesting article on the in the Guardian uh, published yesterday it's by their associate editor of Guardian culture his name's Tim Yonze and he does a review or an article about a new a new documentary that is it's basically um, it's sort of exposing the dangers of AI but here's the kicker it was made by AI and I thought that was the irony of this whole story. The artist who made it, his name is Alan Warburton. He's a digital artist and he has, it's a 20 minute docky. I went to see where it's, where it's available. You can actually Google it. It's on Vimeo.com for free if you want to go and watch it. And he actually gives such a good, he, he makes some, such good points in the article about what Alan Warburton was trying to do. Um, Obviously, Alan says, you know, you can't just tell AI to make this documentary. You know, you go, I want a scene of this. I want a scene of this. You still have to interact with it. So it's not entirely made by AI. But this 20-minute documentary is probably the first ever AI documentary um, with obviously human interaction because there is labor involved to make it watchable. I thought it would not be watchable. I don't know if you ever tried to do any AI imagery, but it often comes no. up very, okay, it comes up very bizarre. Apart from so what you have Apple to, gives me, but yeah. But you, like if you go into one of those programs and you go, I want to see um, a, a, a dog standing in front of the Eiffel Tower, like it will create this, but it often looks absolutely wacky. So he, obviously you have to work with the program, but he says, um, part of the message of this movie, this docky, is the the sort of warning and the damage being done to artists, artists yeah. and creatives by AI. Absolutely. But you know, again, we're here, so you kind of, you know, and some people are going to him, you know, like, why would you do this? Because you're, you sort of like, you know, selling out yeah. in a way by doing this. But his point was that he's he's doing it to make a point, and um, and also because we can never ignore. 
you know, the technology that's available and artists have to deal with it. But the fact of the matter is art is art because it's original. I, th- I think this is the opportunity for artists ah, it's such to a shine. complicated one. And he's apparently it's very watchable. Um, and he has all these crazy riotous images from mutated muscle bound fish to vanishing genies via <laughs> nuclear warheads. I mean, it sounds like a surreal kind of bit of a horror show. But um, he just, you know, it just makes some very, very important points. And, um, you know, is it a cop-out to use AI to make a docky, showing the dangers of AI? He says, I don't know. And he doesn't really give an answer at the end of the docky, apparently, of what do artists do about this. So I don't think we know the answer. But, I mean, I do think that… Raise the bar. Yeah, I just I think the bar. I watched it. I watched the first few minutes just before I came on air. It's it's you know it's worth going to just check it out, get a little bit more of an idea of, of what's going art, on in this we world. We are history. It's we are history. But I mean, I do have some art background, and this doesn't entirely sort of make me comfortable because for me, art comes from my like a soul place, and mm. I yes, and it's a it's completely unique. Yes. An original. Yes. And I don't completely understand how you are telling computers to do that. Well, AI I mean, is only drawing from past. That's what I'm saying. Without well, art, we exactly. are Exactly. And he also says that by using the digital tools to do this, he's actually feeding more information into the yes. AI technology. So he's enabling it further. So it's we just need a to whole raise paradoxes. Or, or creatives need to raise the bar. That's the future. No, you're right. But I, I do think that we are going to gravitate to to that original kind of expression to art. If I can just say that, you know, years ago, um, aside from fine art, I also did some did graphic design. And you know, as computers, like when I studied fine art, we actually did a graphic design module block, and there were people that majored in it, and it was all done at that stage, long ago. It was all done by hand. Obviously, now they use computers, and by the time I was doing it later, I also used computers. And even that, it's it's not that it's not original because you're using the computer technology to draw and to design. You know, I suppose a paintbrush is a tool. You know what I mean? Like everything, there is a tool. For, there's always a tool between us and, as long as the computer, and our art. As long as the computer you've got control, does what your mind tells exactly, it to do. You've got to control it. Yeah. It can't control you. So but creativity it's a, can happen. It's a then. very, very, um, it's just a very interesting, you know, a, a set of contradictions and ethical issues and creative issues that we are going to have to grapple with in the, in the world of art. But the blur is some exactly. people are going to seize exactly. upon AA. Exactly. And make an original copied yes. plagiarized content well, and that's that the out. problem and th- people are saying now even the ai companies are saying they can hardly distinguish there are some stuff that's being created that they're struggling to say that's a fake mm. so uh, it does make me a bit nervous yeah that's the philosophical discussion well, for the morning performance art is where i'm at yeah that's <laughs> at least that's yeah got a human involved um the second story is just a bit odd and so i decided to talk about it um also in the guardian i do obviously like the guardian a Tokyo taxi driver has been arrested because he's been accused of running over a pigeon and killing it. And I just had to read the story further. So obviously a lot of people don't like our urban pigeons. Um, they, they kind of regard them a bit like rats with wings, as, as the, the article says. But in Japan, um, you're not, you, you actually are not allowed to kill urban pigeons unless they are an absolute menace or pest but in this case um, this particular driver his name is Atsushi Ozawa he's 50 years old the suspect of this murder 
He used his car to kill a common pigeon, um, which is not a game animal, in the Japanese uh, capital last month, says the article. And he was arrested on Sunday for violating wildlife protection orders. And um, he said, the suspect, he said, Bur- he, he had driven into the birds because roads are for people and it's up to the pigeons to avoid cars. And um, so he's been arrested. And I'm quite curious to see what comes of that. And whether people have any sympathy for him or whether people have sympathy for the pigeons. So, um, he just thinks they're a big nuisance and he didn't, he would have, was having none of it. And he drove from traffic lights and plowed into the birds at 60 kilometers an hour, according to the Japanese Evil media, media <laughs> and managed to kill one. The slow bird. It was a slow one. Shame. I mean, have you seen the pigeons around here in some parts of Cape Town? Oh, trust they me. They don't look well. Oh? Yeah, well, there were ones around in gardens when I was at ETV. They were, they were like, I, there's something wrong with some of them. They like look a bit deformed. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's breeding season, oh, and no. they they're all over oh. my garden. I don't oh, know oh, how they? they get into the spaces, and of course oh, I don't run them over with your car. No, no. Well, there's a nest. I'm going to leave it now. They 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 <laughs> they've hatched, and they they too cute, too punankis. But yeah, okay, let's move on. And so the final story um, I saw shared by a couple of different people, and I traced it back to the China SBCA shared this. And like a lot of people who've commented on the post, I did not know this either. And this is the, 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 the information. If you have a pacemaker, you can put it in your will and have it donated to a dog in need after you pass. So this is the interesting bit of info. Pacemakers cannot be donated to another human. But they can be donated to dogs with cardiac issues who would depend on it to stay alive. Um, the SBCA in Shwani says you can have the pacemaker brought to a vet of your choice. Not you, because you'll have passed by then. So make sure your will is clear. So many of those get thrown away and dogs die because people don't know that they can do this. It even saves the dog owners the cost of the actual pacemaker, which I went and read further. Uh, some articles out of America, dog pacemakers cost a, a lot of money, and it's a very difficult one. But what they were saying in some of the articles was sometimes when someone dies, there's five years of battery left on the pacemaker. Maybe your dog is nine. It would give your dogs another five years of life. So people are commenting here, how amazing. Like, I had no idea about this. Um, I don't know that think many people know this. And... Um, just a lot of people saying, I'm so, this particular person wrote here, I'm so donating mine, would love to give it to a dog. And I just thought if you didn't know this and you've got a pacemaker and you feel like you could help a dog, someone whose beloved dog has heart problems one day, don't you think that's quite sweet? Uh, yeah, and, and no? she said that with joy in her face. She's just kind of beaming. <laughs> give your pacemaker to the SBCA. <laughs> or to a vet of your choice. Stick it into the wall. Somebody's got to dig it out. And yeah, why mustn't, that, why mustn't get buried with you? You don't need it anymore. Thank you, Barbara Friedman. <laughs> Bob's why I bring the time to nearly 10 minutes to 10.